Welcome to another episode of the Run Brighter podcast. Run Brighter is committed to growing a digital running community. This is being done through education, motivation, and entertainment-based running content on multiple digital platforms. The purpose of the podcast is to bring on guests that have the ability to educate, motivate, or entertain the community on information on running, but we have brought on and will continue to bring on guests that may not be runners, but have the ability to influence people to live brighter lives. This includes fitness and nutrition advocates, entrepreneurs, content creators, and more. Now back with another episode of the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode in the Run Brighter podcast. This is episode number 19 and we're doing a solo episode and not sure the way you're listening to this or watching this, but we are now doing all episodes of the Run Brighter podcast on YouTube as well as across all major podcast sources. So I just wanted to let people know that at the beginning of the episode because you will have the opportunity to watch or listen. And the reason we're doing this is because we have different communities on different platforms. And we really wanna make sure that everyone has the opportunity to consume the content for free to learn from the stories that I'm passing. But in today's episode, what we are going to be talking about is recovering from both mental and physical obstacles. And the reason that we're doing this episode today is because over the last couple of weeks, I myself have had a lot of mental and physical obstacles that I've had to deal with, that I've learned a lot from, and I wanna share this with people to let you know if you are dealing with any of these, that you're not alone, and to share some best practices in order to really make sure you can bounce back from any of these mental or physical obstacles. So we're gonna start with what I dealt with the last couple of weeks. It has not been a fun start to September and end of August for me, I'm not gonna lie. Normally my life, I'm lucky to say, is consistently very good and I have a lot of great support, family, friends, I have an amazing job. I really enjoy what I'm doing here at Run Brighter. I'm super blessed for all these different things. But everyone goes through highs and lows. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you have the most perfect life on paper or if you have the worst life you are always going to deal with highs and lows. And I think a lot of it is perspective, which really gives you these feelings of these highs and lows. And I think a lot of it really is mental more than anything. But regardless, those feelings should be acknowledged. Those feelings should be heard and talked about and evaluated. We all wanna be happy. We all wanna goal set, achieve our goals and live a brighter life ultimately. But I'm gonna start with my story here. So on August 25th, 2022, I went ahead and ran the Siri Chinmoy Marathon with big goals to break a three hour marathon. Now for context, if you haven't heard the story, my first marathon I ran back in Philadelphia last November, I did it in 319. This marathon, I finished at three hours and 13 minutes. It came 13 minutes short of my goal, but a six minute improvement. And I was satisfied with hitting that, but truthfully, I was incredibly loud about this goal, talking about it with my friends, my family, talking about it even more on Run Brighter, to communities across all the platforms that I have. Hundreds of people, potentially thousands of people knew about my goal. And I'm sure not everyone cared, but I'm sure there's a few people who really wanted to see me break that three hour mark. And what ended up happening after the race, regardless of my result on a race, I like to spend a few days after the race just enjoying my time, loosening up. And I think that's deserved, but I think there's a limit to it too. And I think that I truthfully went above that limit. And here's the story. So Thursday, I fully relaxed. The race was on a Wednesday, just so everyone knows. I know we're going right into Thursday. Thursday, I relaxed. Friday, I went out with some friends, had a couple drinks, nothing crazy. Went home at a reasonable hour. Woke up Saturday morning, got back into running on that Saturday. Went for a couple miles easy. Prior to that run, I had two servings of caffeine, drank a bottle of super coffee, which historically I've drank those every morning. So nothing unusual there. Later in the day, I also had a full scoop of pre-workout prior to going to the gym in the afternoon, which I do most of the time as well. That's not unusual either. 
but I got invited out that night by a friend. I had a drink or two before I left my apartment, and then when I met up, my first drink of the night, I got a double vodka Red Bull, because for whatever reason, I was tired that night. Even with all the caffeine, believe it or not, I was tired. But they're doubles, right? So I probably had a full Red Bull in each of those drinks. So if we think about the number of servings of caffeine on that night, we had a total of seven, eight, maybe nine servings of caffeine, along with a few different drinks through the night as well. And so ultimately, I think it's fair to say I probably overdosed on caffeine that night based on how I was feeling the next day. Sunday morning, I woke up. I felt mostly fine, got coffee with a friend, but I went to the Mets game with a friend as well later in the day. Once the fifth inning came around, my body was crashing and I had a feeling of the worst hangover I've ever had. Now I've drank a lot when I was in college, much more than I had that Saturday. And I've never had a hangover that got anywhere near the feeling I had on that Sunday. I promise you that. So I don't think it solely came from the alcohol. I think truthfully it came from an overdose on caffeine, which a foreshadow, the emergency room agreed with that. And Sunday, pretty much, I walked around the stadium around the fifth inning and had feelings of nausea. I was dizzy. I was sweating. I felt like I was going to throw up. I didn't throw up. My heart rate went up very high and I had no choice but to leave the game. I've never left a, a sports game early. I don't think maybe I left like an inning or two early in the past if it was a blowout. But this game was intense. It was tied 0-0. I would never leave early for a game like that. But I had no choice based on how I was feeling. I then walked over to the subway, took the subway home, and then that was literally no joke, The wor one of the worst experiences of my life sitting on that subway. I didn't think I was going to make it home. I, my, my heart was racing. I was struggling to breathe. The people next to me were looking at me like I was a moron. I could tell. I'm not going to lie. But whatever. I got through it. I got off the subway. I was walking up the stairs, literally dragging myself up the stairs. I don't know if anyone's seen Wolf of Wall Street, but I felt like I looked like Jordan Belfort after he took the Quaaludes and he was trying to move and could barely move. Now, I didn't take any Quaaludes, I promise, and I never would and I never will, but that is a good way to explain how I was feeling if you've seen that movie. But I got home to my apartment, I laid down in bed, I chugged a bunch of electrolytes, and eventually I was starting to feel better and I calmed my heart rate down and so I figured I would move past this. I would get over that feeling. Monday and Tuesday, I felt off as well. These days, though, you can be hungover at my age at 25, 24 to 48 hours. It's not like when I was in college and I could wake up the next morning and start drinking again. Things are different as you get older. And so I figured it was just normal. The shortness of breath was still going on. I was also having some heart palpitations as well, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, which was a really weird feeling. But Wednesday, I was laying in bed and the shortness of breath was continuing. The heart palpitations were worse than they were the previous two days. And I'm like, okay, we need to be proactive rather than reactive about this. I'm going to the hospital. I'm getting checked out and making sure I didn't fuck anything up here. So I went to the hospital, the Bellevue Hospital in New York City. I don't recommend going there unless you absolutely have to because it is a brutal scene. Just lots of people with injuries coming in. New York City, naturally, that, that stuff happens a lot in a big city. So I hope to never be back. They checked my heart, they checked my lungs, they did my blood, they gave me fluids. Everything was good to go and clean. Thank God, super lucky, because who knows, it could have been something major that could have affected my ability to run future races, which would have been the worst news to me with everything that I'm working on, with all the goals that I have. So they ultimately said I was just incredibly dehydrated and to rest the next couple days. And so the instruction was keep caffeine at a minimum, don't drink for the next couple weeks. And I've been following that my feeling didn't just disappear. It still was going on for a couple days. My mom actually came to the city 
to see me and we got Peking Duck one night to celebrate actually a recent promotion that I got for my full-time job and I couldn't eat it. I continued to have some feeling of nausea, feelings of stress. And one thing that I will mention is that I'm not someone that typically struggles from stress, anxiety, depression, any of these mental type of issues which are very common in our society and I'm aware of that. Many people deal with that and I feel for people who deal with that. It's, it's not fun. Having feelings of non-control based on thoughts in your head is the worst. It is simply a really hard problem to deal with. But when I sit down in my chair and I think of my work, I don't have feelings of stress and anxiety. Yeah, small little things, quotas, things of that nature, but I ultimately enjoy what I do. And so I'm lucky to have that. And ultimately it doesn't stress me out thinking about work. In fact, it excites me. And the same goes with Run Brighter. The same thing goes with running and my goals that I set with myself and going to the gym and my social life. I'm very lucky to have a well-rounded life, to have a lot of good support systems, and to be working on things that I believe in and that I have a passion with. And I don't think those things come right away for everyone. You have to go through trial and error and failure and push yourself to find that. My whole point is I am not dealing with any of that stuff. But what I did discover recently, probably a week ago, is that the feelings that I had after leaving the hospital was essentially mini panic attacks due to the fact that my body was so shocked from this dehydration and so stressed from the feeling of discomfort and the feeling of lack of control that the way my body responded physically came from things that were going on mentally in my head that I wasn't even even psychologically thinking about. Who knows? The combination of small stresses with work, small stresses with my fitness goals, missing a three-hour marathon, some plans I have in life not fully going as planned, and then the combination of going to the ER, those could have spurred these mini panic attacks. I'm not a doctor. I don't fully know the cause, but from the research I've done, I believe that was the cause. But that only lasted for a couple days, and then I was fine for the next couple days. And then I went ahead about two weeks ago and played kickball with my friends from work. We have a team. It's really fun. I highly recommend getting involved in a kickball league if you're younger and you're looking for something social and something easy to do. Do it once a week. Try it out. But regardless, I was playing kickball and for all the miles I run in a week, 40, 50, 60 sometimes, and I go to the gym and I play basketball and do all these different competitive activities, simply playing kickball, I was sprinting from second base to third base. Believe it or not, I pulled my hamstring and I have never once pulled my hamstring. I've had some small ankle issues in the past, but never a hamstring injury and never an injury that has really given me such lack of control with my mobility walking, running, could barely do any of it for a couple days. And then the next day, after pulling the hamstring, these mini panic attacks came back, the shortness of breath, the anxiety, the stress. And I kind of got in this weird loop of any time I was thinking about getting a small panic attack, I was getting the small panic attack because I was just fearing the feeling of uncontrol. The fact that my hamstring, I don't have control on that. The fact that my dehydration, I didn't have control on that. And now my mini panic attacks, just psychologically not having the control of my mind and the feelings of being positive and focused, alert, that was something that I had struggled with too. So physically and mentally, the last couple of weeks, like I said, have not been great. <laughs> but we've learned a lot from these experiences. Lucky to say that in the last five days, I haven't had any of these mini panic attacks. Lucky to say that my hamstring is back at 100%. And lucky to say that I'm not struggling from the dehydration anymore 
and we won't suffer from that feeling ever again. I promise that to everyone and I promise that to myself, which is the most important because ultimately I need to take care of myself. I wanna be running for the long term. I have big goals of running a marathon in all 50 states. I have big goals to inspire and grow this community. And the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is being in my tip top best shape, feeling good both mentally and physically. If you are someone who has dealt with any of this, reach out to me directly, leave a comment, I'm happy to give you some of my best practices and advice on how I dealt with this and how I now moving forward, I'm going to make sure to avoid this. There's some different things I've done that I really think has helped. One, the best decision I made was going to the emergency room, identifying the problem. You could feel uncomfortable for a long time and who knows, that level of pain could be incredibly serious and it could be life altering. And if you don't go to the emergency room quick enough, then ultimately you're just risking yourself. Take an Uber to the emergency room, walk to the emergency room, drive if you can, don't take a, don't take an ambulance, save money on that. That's what I did, I took an Uber, unless you absolutely need an ambulance. But my point is, you'd rather be proactive than reactive. So that's my first piece of advice, is it's okay to seek medical help, it's okay to get checked in, to go to the doctor, you gotta do these things. Number two is expressing what is going on with the people in your life that you trust and that are willing to help you and support you, whether that's family, friends, roommates, whatever it is, you gotta vocalize these things because people know you. And for one, they're gonna notice it anyway. And two, is if you do talk about it with these people, they will ultimately try to help you, provide you resources, give you care, give you patience during these times. Moderation with everything is super important. And I know I talked about this before, but go ahead, celebrate after running a marathon or accomplishing something big in life but don't do something that is incredibly abnormal for you because who knows how your body can respond. Drink a lot of water, drink your electrolytes, make sure you're fueling, because you wanna make sure to be doing this for the long term. Number four is on the mental side of things. If you do end up in a space like this, deploy different methods to help yourself. There's all these different YouTube videos that give techniques on how to calm down. Some big takeaways I had was breathing through the stomach rather than breathing through your upper respiratory. That's helped a lot. This is also weird too. If you take your pointer finger and you tighten it up on your thumb, which if you're watching, you can see if you're listening, pointer finger on the thumb and you pretty much press in. It gives you a little bit of a feeling of pain. But what that does is it allows you to kind of clear your mind. And also if, when you do this, if you psychologically think about the positive stuff in life, because when you go through pain, believe it or not, you can have a lot stronger feelings of positivity. So when you actually provide this feeling of pain, think about how blessed you are to be alive. Think about how blessed you are to have a secure job or have a good family or whatever you are lucky to have. Think about those things because that will allow you to get your mind off of any of the mental stress or anxiety that you may be dealing with. I would also recommend meditation. This is something that I've just started, so I'm not going to really go through it too much, but from what I've heard, it is really useful and I'm hoping for me, it works out well. And then my next piece of advice is when it comes to fitness, if you suffer an injury and it in turn mentally brings you in that tough place, first of all, understand what the injury is first. Understand the best way to get back to your physical activity that you do as soon as possible. For me, I knew that I had to take a couple days off. I knew I had to ice it. I knew I needed to go to the sauna, use the cold plunge. But I knew I could also go to the gym and lift. I knew I could also bike and swim. I could walk after a couple of days. These were things I had the ability to do. So instead of running, I made sure to keep myself in good shape. I was doing everything I could from a recovery standpoint. Like I said, I was icing it. I was using the Theragun. I was making sure that my hamstring was getting all the care it could. 
And in turn, I'm now back to running just two weeks after at full speed, which I'm so lucky to be able to do that. But if you have an injury that's more major, take it seriously, do the education, and figure out the best way you can quickly get back to your activity and also know yourself, know how you recover from injuries in general. And then my last and final piece of advice is it is okay to just take a break from certain things in your life because you might be burnt out in certain areas that you don't even realize. I took a day off from work with some of the stuff that I was dealing with. I slowed down some of my content a little bit, of course, with the running and going to the gym. I was not doing that as much as I normally do. I went back and did some things that I've enjoyed in the past. I watched some movies, I played some video games, I watched some sports, I spent some time with family. Those things are really important to do to just give your mind a reset. Allow yourself to miss those things that you're working towards, whether it's your work or your side hustle or your fitness goals. If you start missing those things, you're gonna come back with a new energy, fired up, ready to go and to give your all. And that's how I'm feeling now at this point. I would say I'm fully refreshed from everything that I dealt with and I'm bringing on a new perspective now. I'm bringing on a new mindset. I truthfully don't think I'm gonna be hung over for a while because my drinking is going to be at a minimum. My caffeine consumption is also gonna be at a minimum, which I think is going to allow me to feel a lot more stable throughout the day. It's gonna naturally lower minor stress levels and anxiety that I typically deal with. These mini panic attacks, I think as a result, are going to completely go away, as well as the fact that it's been a while since I've been in the hospital, my hamstring's back in shape, and ultimately, this goal of breaking a three-hour marathon is going to happen because these distractions are gone and everything from here momentum wise because i believe a lot in momentum is positive for me because i have gotten really my act together and it's september 20th the race is on november 6th i don't wish an experience of going to the er injuring your hamstring and having minor panic attacks i don't wish that on anyone it sucks it's the worst but did i learn from this yes did i grow from this yes what did i learn from this i learned how to restore the mind i learned how to calm down i learned how to take a break I thought about different goals. We only get better from trial and error. Our failures are more important than our victories, I think for a lot of reasons. And ultimately this episode was not a fun one to create. I talked through a lot of vulnerabilities and weakness in myself, things that I don't always love talking about. But I think, like I said earlier, it's important to voice this stuff and to voice it to this community that I know is supportive, that I know takes a lot of what I say seriously and is willing to learn from my experience. And if I could just make sure this doesn't happen for one person, that's a huge victory for me. So I really hope we enjoyed this episode. Again, like I said, reach out if you deal with any of this, if you need any support in these areas. But from here, like I said, we're gonna have a lot more positive content coming up. We got New York City on November 6th. We got two other marathons planned. We got Miami in January. We got Austin in February. We got some good traveling. So I'm going all in. We are going to finish the year incredibly strong with great content, which is of course going to be focused on building the Run Brighter community by educating, entertaining, and motivating as much as possible to as many people as possible. I want everyone to run brighter, both in life and in running, and I want you to stay well and enjoy the rest of your day.